Amen. If you have your Bibles, if you would go with me real quick to Joshua chapter 24. Joshua chapter uh, uh, 24. Hallelujah. Anybody love his word? Oh, we love his word at kingdom. Amen. Joshua chapter 24. Let's pick up in verse uh, 15. And it says, at, at, and if it seems evil to, to you to serve the Lord, choose for yourself this day whom you will serve, whether the gods which your father served that were on the other side of the river of the gods of the Amorites, in whose land you dwell. And then I'm going to end it right here. It says, but as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Let's pray. Father, we honor you. We thank you this morning how you've already moved through that time of worship. Now, God, we just ask for these next 30, 35 minutes that you speak to us through your word. In Jesus' name we pray. And everyone said, amen. Joshua said, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Today we're going to be talking about family matters. Amen. As we uh, spoke on last week about marriage and family, and we're going to continue in that series. Yes, today. and we want you to know that not only do Pastor and I care about your family, um, but Jesus cares about your family, that your family does matter to Jesus, that I believe he wants us to have healthy homes, not perfect, but healthy. We all know what we're talking about, right? And I'm sure this weekend you saw some family, some of your immediate family that you love, maybe some of your extra family that you're glad it's a once-a-year visit, praise the Lord. But I'm talking about, you know, your, your mom, dad, the kids, mom, if you're a single mom, keep on doing a good job. If you're a single dad, keep on doing a good job. We just want to bless all the families in the house by encouraging them to work on the family. It, it takes work. It takes, wow. uh, you have to just be involved and pay attention and all that good stuff that happens right. within a family. I think women do a better job paying attention in the house than men, right, ladies? We, we know what's going on. <clears throat> men have no clue. You know, it's funny. You know why? Because men, our two aims is two things. We want to make sure that y'all are protected and that you are provided for. All the other stuff y'all handle. Okay. All right. Amen. All the macho oh, men. and respect me. If you respect me, I'll love you. Oh, wait. I believe three men need three things. Respect, sex, and sports. You forgot food. Oh, food. My bad. That fourth thing. Yeah. Four things. Four things we need. Amen. Yeah. You got to gotta eat while you're watching the game. Come on, somebody. Wow. <laughs> you know, you just came out the gate this morning. Just, uh, you know, I, it's true. You know, my, in my house, the kids call me the no mom. Like, I'm the no mom. Like, if they ask me, I always say no. So they go to, they go to pastor because he's the yes dad. Now, we've had these titles for years. Right. And so I was just getting ready, thinking about that, just thinking about you all and the message. about Because we're going to talk about parenting on Wednesday, so come back Wednesday. No, we're not. Uh, it's we Worship worship. Wednesday. Yeah. Okay, well, we're gonna talk, we were going to talk about parenting. But anyways, um, I'm, I'm sitting there like, they called me the no mom. And you know what the Lord showed me? He said, I'm the no mom because I know what's going on. Oh, that's deep. That's revelation. That's deep. I My said, kids would ask me something, I'd say, yeah. I don't even know what they said. Yeah. Right. And so I will inquire and find out what's going on. But that, that's just a dynamic, especially with us having five kids, that we have, to, we have to know. And usually the mom gets the bad rap because we're the no mom. But I, someone's got to know where are you and know what you're doing and know who you're with and know when you're coming home and know when you'll be back and know the address and know the phone number and know who are you with. Now, now yesterday I was involved. One of my daughters, bless her heart, she wanted to leave the house at like 10.20 last night, yeah. p.m. Mm -hmm. Now, you ain't leaving my house at 10.20. P.m. You should have left at like 9. Sure. 
Amen? Yeah. Now, y'all know Creflo Dollar got some trouble behind that. I wasn't going to get in no trouble. You ain't leaving my house. It's 1026 p.m. Right. And you talking about driving to 10 p.m. going to be back here by 1 o'clock. You're not going nowhere tonight. Right. Amen. And I know you're 20 years old, but I bought your toothbrush. I bought the clothes you got on your back. The car you're about to I, drive. The car you, I pay cash for that. Yeah. So I didn't, and, and the blessing is that my daughter said, okay, dad. So what, no argument. You already know your kids shouldn't argue with you. They argue in their minds. Or, or, right. or one time I caught them. I'd said something and I went upstairs, but I came back down. Oh, they were having a full-blown talk about me session in the kitchen. Full blown. And they, they use up. And then she said, nyang, nyang, nyang. they have this voice for me. Nyang, 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 nyang. And then she said, nyang, nyang. I'm like, I don't speak that way. <laughs> for the record, last night was not Mariah. She's on the front row. Like, that was not me. That was not me. It was Stella, for the record. So don't come to Mariah and say, don't leave late. Go to Stella and tell her that to not leave late. You go get your apartment, then you can make your own curfew. Sure. But I'm paying the bills right now. So. Yeah. Amen. Right. And what is, let's go back to the scripture. Look, it said, but as for me yes. and my house, right. my house, <laughs> my house. Is that what it said? <laughs> Do I need to hermeneutically break that down? No. Exegete. <laughs> my, we. That pastor, you mean I got to control my kids? Yep. We, Joshua said we. See, that's why fathers, or my fathers, throw your hand up. You better be controlling your house. You should be controlling the temperature of what goes on. You set the culture. Amen. When even you speak, even the dogs need to be still. Come on, somebody. Real talk. But Joshua said, as for me and my house, we going to serve the Lord. That means... Uh, I remember Ira, my 16-year-old, he said, Dad, I got to go to church. Yeah. All three services. All day. You're going to be in here. You're going to hear my big mouth at 8 o'clock, and then you're going to go upstairs and listen to your big brother two times at 9.30 and 11.30. Yeah. And when you get grown and gone, you can go do you. Because I'm, when you leave my house, you're going to know I did Proverbs 22.6. Yeah. Put it up. Put it up. For those of you that don't know, what's Proverbs 22.6? Let me, this ain't even in our notes. Train up a child. Train up a child in the way he should go. Yes. And when he get old, he will not depart from it. That doesn't mean when he's young, he's going to do some stupid stuff. But when he gets old, he's going to revert back to his foundation. Yeah. Amen? Yeah. Hallelujah. He will. Like my son, he always tell me, Dad, you always praying. You always speaking in tongues. Be, before you know it, that spirit going to get on him. Yeah. And he going to be praying and speaking in tongues. And he don't know that stuff. That's the stuff that keep us yeah. from Come having on. a human moment, biting somebody's head off. Come on, yeah. somebody. Going to work and shooting everybody. Come on. Somebody. All right. <laughs> but let's get into this topic. We, well, we, no, it's good. It's I good. think just for the temperature of the home, though, we... For anybody that knows our family, we have, of course, seven of us, eight with Devin. We have two dogs, and we have a dog named Sugar. And Sugar ran away Thanksgiving morning. Now, if you followed my life, this is about Sugar's eighth escape attempt. Now, I don't know if she's just excited to leave, or does she not like us, or what, but it's eight times, right? Yeah. So Sugar was gone, and I went out looking for Sugar, and Stella was looking for Stella loves Sugar, so she was crying, 
She was quiet at the dinner table. It was a bad morning. And then when Daddy came home, we said, hey, sugar's gone. And then Dad's like, listen, it's Thanksgiving, because he was at football practice with the boys. It's Thanksgiving, Stella. Sugar's probably eating somebody else's turkey, laying on their couch. Sugar's right. fine. And we found her two days later, nine doors down, eating somebody else's turkey. Right. So, so my point is, is that even when you came home. We found her yesterday. Yes, because Stella made signs. And those signs are everywhere. Have you, there's like mm -hmm. 55 signs all of our neighborhood we need to get down. But anyways, we, um, when, we got, when, it, when he came home, he changed the whole atmosphere because, again, as a father, as, a, as the father of our home, he spoke. And when that word, he, he calmed the whole situation down, and we had a good Thanksgiving and convinced yeah. her that sugar was eating someone else's turkey. Because I'm like, you got to snap out of it. We're not going to allow a missing dog yes. to stop me from sinking my teeth <laughs> in this turkey. Can I get a witness up in here, y'all? The dog has been missing eight times. And eight we, times. We I told him, I said, back. either he had somebody house or he had the dog pound. And the blessing, the time he was at the dog pound, the person who was at, working at the dog pound had been stopped coming to kingdom, but when they saw me come get the dog, they started coming to church again. Look at So that's a, put up Romans 8, 28. <laughs> Romans 8, 28. <laughs> and we know. And we know. All things. Come on, somebody. Even the dog missing. Come on. All things work together. together for the good. Yeah. Thank God the coyotes didn't get them. Come on, some. Because, right. listen, we, were, we came home last night. Yeah. Amen. And we saw three coyotes just chilling. Waiting. Because I live way out there. I live in deep surprise. Yeah, by the mountains. By the mountains. Yeah. So there's coyotes everywhere. Mm -hmm. Amen. That was a blessing. But, but look, that all things work together for it the good. Together. So I had to tell my family, y'all better snap out of it. Yeah. We are not going to be tripping behind this dog that then disappeared eight times. Right. Amen. So the thing is, family matters. It's important. Even, even dealing with that, there's couples in the Bible that dealt with real life stuff that we deal with today um, that have to deal with disappointment and waiting for things to take place. Um, Abraham and Sarah is our first couple we're going to talk about. You can find their story in Genesis 17, all through Genesis, but specifically Genesis 17 through 21. It's when God, of course, appeared to Abram and said, at 99 years old, you're going to have kids. Mm. Basically is what God told Abraham. You'll be blessed in the covenant, which is very important. But for family's sake, it was about you're going to have a child. And you all know that if you're married and you're 99 years old, that's a long time to be waiting to have a child. I mean, that, I mean, first of all, who wants a child at 99? I think that dream has far gone past, right? And even Sarah, bless her heart, laughed at the, 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 the thought that she would even have a baby at 99 years old. But the word of the Lord came and said, listen, just wait on me. This is going to happen. It's going to come to pass. And then chapters later, finally, she gives birth to the promised child, Isaac. But you know, in between that story, they, they, Sarah and Abraham, came out with their own agenda, own idea to go ahead and help God with the process mm -hmm. because it was taking too long. And I think sometimes as families, husbands and wives, or if you're a single mom or dad dealing with all the kids, God will give you a promise. And if it takes longer than you think it, it, it's taking for it to come to pass, we will make up our own resolution. We will help God out, as mm. Pastor likes to say, wow. and just go ahead and, and push his plan a little bit. But you all know that is not the way it's supposed to work. That when God tells you that something's going to happen, you have to just believe that by faith that it will come to pass. So waiting on God, it means to remain steady while still expecting. To mm. remain steady. Steady in the word. Steady at church. Steady loving your family. Steady staying married. Praise the Lord. While waiting on the promise or still expecting something to happen. 
And with, with waiting comes disappointment, especially when it's taking too long, when you really believe God for something and it didn't happen. You know, when Pastor and I were early married in our 20s, early 20s, we were getting our life on track and we said we're going to buy a house. It was way back in the day when they were basically giving houses away. Y'all remember that season, like way back in the early 90s? And so we went ahead and we tried to get this house and everything was going good and they, we had some credit issues, praise the Lord, we were working on those, and things were going smooth. We had raised the down payment to put down, we saved it. it. Everything was going great. And on the day of closing, we came down to get our keys, and they told us there that we were not getting our house, that our loan did not go through. And it was the most heartbreaking thing, I think, that he and I, because sometimes you hold on to a marriage because of the promise that's coming. Our marriage was messed up, but we thought, hey, we're getting a house, so we might as well just work it out for the house or work Got it out for the house. two kids. We had the kids, the two kids. Yeah, and so we went ahead, and they told us it wasn't going through. And when we got that news, I think, no, I know, it put Pastor and I over the edge. Our marriage was already fragile. Our walk with God was already kind of weak. And that just, we just said, forget it. You know, and that's what disappointment will do because we were waiting for a promise, and it didn't happen. And so after that, Pastor started going out even more. I started drinking even more. He was, um, you know, taking things from people without asking even more. <laughs> I tried to yeah. make Yeah. And it just, and we, but, we, God. but God, yes, early 20s, we were fighting more. I mean, we just let the enemy come in and just wreak havoc in our life, all because of a disappointment, because what we were waiting for didn't happen. Right. And so you guys know, obviously, we're still married, and we've had several homes since that. In fact, I drove by the house that we were falling out. That house was so little, y'all, in just the ghetto. like 1,300 square feet. Just by a, by a, by a train track. I don't know what we were thinking. You know, I, I, the location was bad. And I'm th I drove by thinking, God, that little thing over there had us distraught, fighting, arguing, hit, hitting on each other, yelling and screaming, and forgetting about the marriage because of disappointment. Because what had happened was, you know, when other stuff all of a sudden pop up on your credit, and we didn't, they, they wouldn't, you know, give us the keys. I started blaming her. She was blaming me. Right. Over a credit card. See how the enemy will come in? Amen. But thank God. Yeah. We've and, grown since then. But. Yeah, we've grown since then. But the thing is, is that we can allow, families can allow disappointment. Right waiting to just get us off course, and we don't want that to happen anymore, right? The word of the Lord says this in Psalm 27, 14. It says, wait on the Lord, be of good courage, and he shall strengthen your heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. It says it again, mm -hmm. Psalm 27, 14. In other words, when you wait on the Lord, you have courage. But if you get disheartened, if you get impatient, and you move ahead of God, you're going to find discouragement because there's no discouragement on rushing, especially when you get in the middle of where you are and realize, oh, I went too soon, amen? Um, it says this also, it says, Psalm 135 through six says, I wait for the Lord, my soul waits. It's the emotions that have to get us to calm down and wait. Mm. And woman of God, I know what it's like to deal with anxiety and to deal with not knowing. I don't think there's anything worse than a woman not to be sure of what's gonna be next month or next week. We as women hate that, right ladies? We, we hate not knowing. Mm. I mean, I'm like, listen, if we're going to be homeless, just tell me. You know, I don't, I don't want to wonder. Let me just prepare my box. You know, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> of course, that's not true. You know that. But the point is, is that we as women, we don't like anxiety. We don't like not to know. Tell me the bill's going to be late. I can deal with that. Don't tell me you paid it and you didn't. And my, 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 my lights are off. We're going to have an issue. Praise the Lord. Let me get the candles ready is what I'm saying. 
But don't let me be surprised and lie to the kids telling them we're playing a game today, which is true. <laughs> kids, we're playing a game. Who can light the candle and hold it, you know, you know to make it better? Wow. But, but the point is that, you know, we want to wait. Let our anxiety slow down and not think of the best or the worst scenario. Calm yourself down. It's going to be all right. Wait on the Lord. Micah 7 and 7 says, therefore, I will look to the Lord. I will mm. wait for the God of my salvation. My God will hear me. And families, if you're here today and you're believing God for a promise that has not come to pass yet, I dare you to look at the Lord and say, God, I know you hear me. I'm going to wait for you. I'm not going to move prematurely. I'm not going to get out of alignment. I'm going to wait for you, mm. especially if you have kids that are not living like they're supposed to be living. And you know God said they will be a prophet or they'll be a preacher or they're going to love the Lord all the days of their life and they're doing contrary. Listen. Tell the devil he's a lie and tell God he is true. And say, my child will serve the Amen. Lord all the days of their life. Even when they're not doing it, you speak it over their life. You remind them who they are. You might be acting like that now, but you're a preacher. And your daddy was a preacher. Granddaddy was a preacher. Go back generational on them. And let them know it's in your blood, honey. You can't leave it. You can't run from it. My Ira, he tells us, I'd rather be a postman than a preacher. I was like, I'll be a fireman. I'll be a veterinarian before I'm a preacher. And you all know the one that fights it the most is the one that God's hand is on. Right. So I just remind Ira, you do your thing. And he wants to go to Hollywood and make movies. I said, you go ahead and get those camera skills and bring her right on back to the kingdom. Praise the Lord. Because <laughs> you will serve Jesus Amen. all the days of your life. So we don't get discouraged in disappointment. Or we don't get uh, disappointed in waiting or discouraged in waiting. But we say, God, I'm going to be like Abraham and Sarah. I'm going to wait for your best. And I'm not going to deviate from God's plan. Sure. And it will happen in Jesus' name. Good stuff. Amen. Amen to that. Love it. And how many of you know delay does not mean denied? Amen. Because like my wife said, with the, when you're waiting, sometimes frustration will try to sit in yeah. and so on and so forth. But you've got to remind yourself that delay does not, does not mean denied. I always say no patience, no promise. Right. Sometimes, you know, the Word of God says in Psalm 46 and 10, it says, be still and know that I am God. Amen. Yeah. Because sometimes God won't allow that favor to come because he knows our character isn't ready for it. Amen. Right. Because it literally takes a level of character to experience certain levels of God's favor. Amen. Mm -hmm. So God knows just what he's doing. So let's not help him in the, in the process. Let's respect the process. Yeah. Look at your name and say respect, respect the, process. the process. You got to respect the process. Yeah. Amen. Because a lot of times people want to be propelled and want to go to different dimensions, but you can't skip steps and expect success. Mm -mm. You got to respect the process. And unfortunately, uh, Abraham and, and Sarah didn't respect the process. They got impatient. Mm -hmm. And then, like my wife said, they went on ahead and go, I'm going to help God out. And of course, uh, uh, Sarah, she gets emotional and says, well, go sleep with Hagar. And of course, Abram's like, okay. What man going to turn that down? The wife then gave you a pass. <laughs> oh, then got quiet up in here. <laughs> but yeah. give them your theory, baby. Well, this is my theory because I am a woman, praise the Lord. And if it were me, I know that my, the Hagar in my life would have to be about, I don't know, 4'11", with maybe some really messed up teeth, cross-eyed, and about 485 pounds. And then I would say, honey, you can sleep with her, you know. Because we're, a woman would never give over anybody better than herself, right? Because oh, whenever I you say, I heard a lot of amens out there. The women like, yeah, because I agree with Pastor Kelly. Because when you tell the story, you like, oh, go sleep with Hagar. And in your mind, I think you think she was like a Kenya Moore type of figure, Hagar. 
Beyonce. Yeah, in your imagination. Not Whoopi Goldberg. In my, it's Whoopi. See, in your mind, it's Whoopi Goldberg. Yes. In my mind, it's Beyonce. Right. So I say, don't get excited, bro. She was not cute. <laughs> he was like, honey, really? You're going to want me to sleep with her? I really don't want to because I love you. But if you insist, not like, and he, yeah. Because I, I, know, I know where your mind thinks. Well, we're going to move on to the next point. <laughs> <laughs> this is going to be good. Y'all going to, you guys going to like this point. I want to talk to you a little bit about the importance of unconditional love. Yeah. We're about to look at some unconditional love in the Bible that's going to mess a few of y'all up. So go to uh, Hosea real quick, chapter 1, and we're going to pick up verse 2. Hosea chapter 1, uh, verse 2. It says, when the Lord began to speak uh, uh, by Hosea, the Lord said to Hosea, go and take yourself a wife of harlotry. And then, and then the children of, of, of harlotry uh, for the land uh, have committed great She conceived and bore him a son. So God literally has Hosea go and take, get a wife as a, she was a prostitute at the time. Now look at Hosea 3 and 1. It says, then the Lord said to me, go again, love a woman who is loved by a lover and is committing adultery, just like the love of the Lord for the children of Israel who look to other gods and love the raisin cakes of pagans. So I bought uh, her for myself for 15 shekels of silver and the half of, of Homer uh, of, of barely. And he said to her, you shall stay with me many days. You shall not play the harlot, uh, nor shall uh, you have a man. So too will I be toward you. So we're looking at this woman. Her name is Gomer. Her husband is Hosea. Hosea has has him go and get Gomer out of being a prostitute and make him his wife. And then she leaves years later to go back to that lifestyle and God instructs him to go back and buy her out of prostitution, to go bring and bring her back and be his wife again. To me, that's unconditional love on steroids. Can I get a witness up in here? Because it's kind of quiet up in here right now because I know the men in this church would be like, Pastor, I don't know if I could pass that test. And all the men said, that's some deep stuff. That's why we ain't God. Come on, somebody. But you got to give Hosea his props, amen, that he, because to me, Hosea was a type and shadow of Christ, amen, because you got to have Christ-like characteristics to know that, number one, you, 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 you marry somebody that's got to pass. Amen. Number two, she goes back to her past, and then God has the audacity to speak to you and tell you, go buy her back. After you know what she's been doing, what God knows who. But what's interesting, and this is going to mess some of y'all up, because I looked up uh, Gomer's name in the Hebrew, it means complete. Because that's how our Heavenly Father sees us when we were playing the harlot. Come on, you might have not been doing what she was doing, but all of us in this building was doing something. Can I get a big amen up in here? 
But even when you were playing the harlot, when you was doing you, come on, when you had that me, myself, and I mentality, God still saw you as complete because he knew you before you even entered your mother's womb. Nothing surprises God. Come on, I'm talking about the stuff that you did when you were in your dark place. That did not surprise God, amen? Because that's why I love the book of Peter. He, it says that even in your dark place, he said he brought you into his what? Marvelous light. Because he knew that he was going to do something marvelous in you, in spite of you, amen? Because see, I think a lot of times we would write people off that have a past. But how many of you know God is not in the business of writing people off? Come on, somebody. Because if that's the case, all of us would have been written off. Somebody scream, but God. <laughs> Hebrews 13, 5 said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. See, I, 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 see, people need to know how to preach the word line upon line, precept upon precept, because I've heard people preach the gospel, God will leave you. No, he won't. Well, put the scripture up. But it says, let your conduct be without covetousness or be content with such things as you have. For he himself has said, I will never leave you. 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 That's why God had Hosea go and get her back. Because he literally was acting on God's behalf. Just like he's raising me and you up to act on his what? Behalf. But it says, I'll never leave you, nor will I forsake you. And see, even in the New Testament, Jeremiah, put up Jeremiah 3.14 real quick. So it doesn't matter how lost you get, God will come find you. Can I get a witness up in here? Come on, he went and found you. When you was in the club, he was in the club with you. Come on, when you was, some of us was in the crack house, he was in the crack house. Come on, somebody. Put, put, put that up. It says, return, O backsliding children, says the Lord, for I am married to you. Married means that I've made a binding agreement with you. I'm in contract with you that I can't break. So it says, I will take you, one from the city and two from the family, and I will bring you into Zion. Now put up verse 22 real quick. Verse 22, look at this. Verse 22, Jeremiah. Return, you old backsliding children. I will heal you of your backsliding. So he's saying, listen, if you return to me, I'm going to heal you of all your disappointment. If you return to me, I'm going to heal you of all your letdown. If you return to me, I'm going to flip the script in your life, and I'm going to do something in your life that you can't even imagine. Oh, I don't know about you, but I'm glad he healed me of my backsliding. Do I have anybody in Indabashi Kodabashi? Do I have anybody in the building this morning that you know, 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 that he healed you? of your disappointment. He healed you of the letdown over your life. Come on, some of us in this building have gone through some hell and high water, but God swooped through in the situation and picked you up and brought you out to bring you in. Somebody in this 930 service need to get God a praise in this building. Go slap three people and tell them I'm healed. I'm healed. I'm healed. I'm healed. I'm healed. Yeah, I've been through some things, but I'm healed. I've experienced disappointment, but I'm healed. I've experienced letdown, but I am healed. And all the healed people, to give God a praise. Oh, somebody scream, I'm healed. Healed of what? Disappointment. Healed of some of the letdown. Come on. 
Some of you that have been molested, you healed. Come on, somebody. You can't, you can't shake the act, but you can shake the pain that was associated with the act because the Bible says whom the Son has set the box. All the free people need to give God a shout in that you're no longer bound anymore, but you've been loose from your past. You've been loose from disappointment, loose from setbacks. My God in heaven, y'all have made me preach up in this place. Hallelujah. My God in heaven, we need to just give God a praise. Hey, that I'm not a product of my past. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things have become new. I'm a priest in the earth. I'm a king in the earth. I'm a queen in the earth. Created in his image. Created in his likeness. Fearfully and wonderfully made. Somebody give God a praise one more time. My God. Healed. Set free. Delivered. I'm not playing a harlot no more. Oh, he's been too good to me. Come on and give God a hand praise one more time if he's been good to you. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. Y'all can be seated. I'm sorry, I got a little carried away. I don't know about you, I can relate to this female because I was all over the place. But he still saw me as complete. In my mess, saw me complete. In my disappointment, saw me complete. In my mistakes, he still saw me complete. And all the complete people need to give God a hand praise because the blood of Jesus has completed us. We already got the victory. There's therefore now no condemnation. My God in heaven, no condemnation to them that are in Christ Jesus. Complete. You can hold your head up high now. Say, yeah, I got a pass, but I'm complete now. How is that? Because Jesus did it. <laughs> Die for my past, present, and future sins. We need to give God a hand praise one more time in this place. My God in heaven. Woo! Y'all done got me happy up in here. That's how we said it in the Baptist church. Oh, they getting happy. <laughs> we getting happy because my past has been erased. <laughs> Hallelujah. I didn't get the judgment like I deserve, but he justified me. <laughs> Woo! Somebody scream, I've been justified. Come on, somebody, one more time, give God a hand praise. Hallelujah. God is good and greatly to be praised. Won't he do it? Come on, somebody. <laughs> you can be seated. Amen. We apologize. This was not supposed to be the format, but sometimes God will break the program. Come on, somebody. 
We just trying to flow. Listen, God broke the program because you're looking at two people that should not be here. Come on. And we understand that it is that. only because of the grace and the mercy and the forgiveness and the goodness of God that we even have the ability to have a microphone in our hand, a Bible on the desk to speak life to you. So we, we know it. We know it. We lived it. Y'all weren't there. We were there. We lived the disappointment. We lived the letdown. We lived the jail. We lived the phone calls. We lived the fights. We lived the yelling and the screaming and the arguments. But God still said, I have purpose in you. I have destiny in you. There is something that I put on the inside of you. You don't understand it right now, but keep on holding on to me. And don't let me go. And keep on praying to me and believing me. And there's something that I have put in inside of you before you were in your mother's womb that is going to come to pass in the name of Jesus so we can't help but to get excited because we can relive it as we're telling you are the story it's our story and I remember God you took me out of that and God you took me out of this and God you delivered me of that and God you delivered me of this and I can't help but to give God praise and thank him for all that he has done because if it had not been for him we would have no faith we would have no children. I would probably be locked up. But God is so good. He said, I'm not going to put you in prison, but I'm going to let you be free so you can put other people out of prison by the words that come out of their mouth. By the words that come out of our mouth. By the words that come out of our mouth. He that sets the sun sets free is free indeed. If there's any free people, one more time, give God praise. Come on, and if you don't think you're free, I dare you stand up right now in this environment and say, God, by faith, I am free. By faith, I am free. The hurt is gone. The pain is gone. I'm not angry anymore. Come on, speak it out of your mouth and say, God, I trust you, and I believe you. And God, if you did it for my pastors, surely you can do it for me. Hallelujah. Come on, give him praise one more time. We know what it's like to be crazy. To be crazy. To be in church crazy. To be leaving church crazy. But when God puts his hand on your life, he changes your mind. And the mind of Christ is renewed daily. And so now we don't have crazy thoughts anymore. We just have thoughts of Jesus and praise to Jesus. We don't fight anymore. We fight the enemy because we understand that the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they are mighty through the spirit of breaking down strongholds and tearing down principalities. It is not your husband. It is not your wife. It is the defeated devil and he has no power. Rebuke him in the name of Jesus. Plead the blood over your family. God will respond to the cry of the righteous for it avails much. Some of y'all in here are wasting your time fighting each other and arguing with each other. Stand firm and say, listen, this is not you and it's not me, but it is the attack of the enemy over our family. And as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. We will stay married. We will not get divorced. Single mom, you will stay dedicated to your children. Single dad, you will take care of your children. You will not allow generational curses to be repeated 
over and over and over again. The blood of Jesus is against you. I'm sick of fighting with a person. I'm going to go about that spirit and rebuke the spirit and put it under subjection. Come on. Come on and give God praise. Fight for your family. Fight for your family. Fight for your children. You've got prophets and priests in your house. Fight for your children. Come on, all the fighters need to give God a hand praise. Come on, I know you've been through some stuff, but the only thing that's kept you is that you got a fight on the inside. God has put a fight. You can't give up. You can't throw the towel in. You got to keep going after God because the best is set to come. Eyes have not seen, nor ear heard, nor has it entered into the heart of man the things that God has prepared for them that love him. Do I have anybody in the house that loves him? Somebody praise him one more time. Don't tell seven people, keep fight, keep fight, keep fight, keep fight, keep fight. I want you to prophesy over them. You don't know what they might be going through, but tell them, keep fight. Do I got any fighters in the house? Hallelujah. Oh, we bless you, God. Oh, we thank you for moving in this place, oh God. We thank you for a sovereign move of God. Lord, we thank you that as Joshua said, as for me and my house, that we are going to serve the Lord. I pray this morning, I want every man to lift your hands up, all just the men. I pray right now that you give every man a second win. Even today, God, that men will fight the good fight of faith. That throwing the towel in is not an option. I prophesy that even right now in the name of Jesus. For the word of God says to not grow weary and well-doing for in due season. It says you will reap if you faint not. I thank you this morning, not one man will faint in time of adversity but we will look unto you to be the author and the finisher of our faith so father cover every father cover every man i thank you that we will not abort what's on the inside of us so i cover every man right now keep the men like never before and all the women in the house Specifically, if you are struggling with unforgiveness today, I believe God is going to break free. If you, if you have a struggle with unforgiveness, come to the front.
Come to the front, unforgiveness. Because I'm a woman who walked in unforgiveness for many, many years. And guess what? I don't care what it's about. Jesus knows. Jesus knows. Uh, every woman up though, we're gonna pray, but it's specifically unforgiveness. Because one of our points today was that we do not have to be women of God that are bitter and angry and fearful. That today's the day that God is going to finally, let me correct that. Today's the day that you are going to finally let that go. God has been waiting for years for some of you, saying, please give it to me. But today is the day that you're going to give over that hurt, that disappointment, the letdown, the affair, the abortion, the molestation, the rape, whatever it was. Today's the day that you are going to release it to God. Did you hear me? God can't take it. God can't take what you don't give him. So every hand up, and I want you to be in the mind that God, I'm giving this to you right now in the name of Jesus. Every hand up, everybody's hand up. Woman of God, if that's not you, you pray for your sister today. In fact, can we be in submission? Everybody stand up because this is warfare. You don't know what it's like to be tormented by an enemy that is telling you over and over and over again, you'll never get over it. Everybody up. Father, right now in the name of Jesus, I ask that you move through this place. Father, I thank you, God, that you are moving through this place and that your women, your daughters, the ones that you have chosen are here right now, God, and they are finally today, God, giving over their hurt and their pain and their rejection and their shame. They're giving it to you right now in the name of Jesus, and I thank you, Lord God, that your power is moving through this place. Your power is moving through this place. Your power, your power, God, is moving through this place. Right now, Father, release God the hurt, Jesus. Release God, it's gone, it's over. 